welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your school library, public library. These are things that I deal with, struggle with, um, maybe ideas that hopefully will be helpful, and I hope you enjoy it. And today we're going to be talking about behavior management in the school library, Um, and this can be applied to public library. I worked in the public library with teens for five years. I've been working with uh, ages 11 to 19 in a school library for almost nine years. So these are things that have come up that I try to do, some some techniques. I'm not an expert. I think it's something that you struggle with on a daily basis, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and it's you have to adapt it to, obviously, to your own space, your own users, patrons, students, and just try to um, find a balance, really. Something that I like to talk about all the time, and I wish I could remember who told me this, I guess it's a parable. <laughs> when I first joined the public library system in Canada, I was working as a teen librarian, and this was almost 20 years ago now, and um, somebody told me this story. It was another librarian. He said, you've got to think of every kid who comes into your library like a can of Coke. And I had no clue what he was talking about. And I said, what do you mean? He said, he just kind of pointed at. I was on a. I was visiting another library, and I was um, at a meeting, and he was just telling me this thing. And he's like, "Look at that kid over there." And he said, um, "He just pointed at this kid sitting at a table doing homework or something." He goes, "Think of him like a can of Coke, okay? Uh, maybe he's got no father. Maybe his mom went out the night before, didn't come home, and he spent half the night awake waiting for her. You give the can a shake." And he gets up. There's nothing to eat in the house. So he and his little sister have to go to school without breakfast. Give the can a shake again. Uh, He gets told off at school, gets detention for not having homework done. He's grumpy. He's exhausted. Uh, He's got no food in his stomach. But he was up, you know, maybe helping his sister with her homework. uh, Helped her to get to bed, get to bed. Fell asleep before he got his own homework done. Give the can another shake. Maybe some kid makes fun of him at school. He gets pushed over in the playground, maybe. Give the can a shake. He gets through his detention. He doesn't know what's waiting for him when he goes home. He doesn't know if there's going to be food in the fridge. Uh, He doesn't know if his mom will be home, if she'll be violent, or what's going to go on. His guts are twisted with anxiety, so give the can another shake. He goes to the public library to get his homework done and his other assignments completed because he doesn't want to go home and face whatever's waiting for him there. He sees a friend at the other end of the library and shouts out to him, you go over as the librarian and tell him to get out of the library or tell him off for shouting. Now open the can. What do you think is going to happen? And this resonated with me really, like, strongly because I try to apply for every situation. And yes, that is an ex- maybe an extreme example. Not every student you're, dealing, you're, you're coming across is having those issues at home. But you just, I guess the point obviously is you don't know what they've experienced before they've come through the doors of the library. You don't know what their morning's been like. I open the library. This is not bragging or anything like that, but I, I'm lucky that I get to come in because I, I like coming in early. and I'm, I'm able to come into the library at 7 a.m. And we have students here at that time uh, coming in. And I'm exhausted, usually. <laughs> and when I come in, uh, be perfectly honest, I am really exhausted. And... You know, to be assisting someone with homework at 7 a.m. 
maybe isn't the ideal situation. I just want to get in and get my like bags off and get, maybe get a dump a gallon of coffee into my face. But um, you have to just assume that maybe they have come here um, because they want to be here and they want to get their work done and they know that they can um, have a nice place to sit and chill out and maybe their parents have to work and um, or maybe, you know, you just don't know. So you have to treat them in this way. I really think it's a really great way to approach people um, uh, gently, kind with kindness, try to have some empathy. It is hard. You have to leave your own baggage at home. And that would be one thing I, I would say is leave, try to leave all your stuff at home, um, which is hard to do. Easier said than done. It's one of the hardest things to do behavior management in my opinion um in the public library it was tired i was in a a library with very challenging teens but it took me a long time to get to know them and for them to trust me and i think that's one thing and i think what i learned really early on is that you have to be perfectly honest with them they see through they have a bs detector that is through the roof and they see through fakeness and all that. And if you try to be too cool, I think my approach is to acknowledge up front that I'm not cool. Um, and I joke that I'm cool. And they know I'm joking. Um, because, you know, probably not cool. But that's fine. I'm happy to not be cool. Um, there's no magic bullet. You need to adapt these things to your specific space. Um one thing I would suggest doing is to seek out your behavior management policy if you have one. I don't know. I Okay, so to be, again, perfectly honest, I've only worked in one school library in my life. So I am not, again, I'm not some expert, but this is what I've done here. We have a behavior management policy that is applied uh, evenly across the school as best as we can. And we're a state run school we are um we're not a private school this is a behavior policy that is extremely um from from my high school experience being a student extremely strict but i am fully on board with it because we are a very large school again for me we are a big school and we have 1700 students so and the library is packed so i said i opened up at seven by seven i've got 100 kids in here and we have other staff who come in to help, and I'm extremely lucky because it is busy. And the behavior in here is really good because we have a behavior management policy that is consistent across the entire school. So they know that if they behave in one way, in they have to behave the same way throughout the school. So they can't just come to the library thinking they're going to behave differently because uh, if I have if having issues dealing with it, I can simply get on the phone and call. We have a system in place. It's called On Call, where there's always a staff member available to deal with more serious issues or if someone won't leave or something like that. And they will come and assist you. And usually this is a member of senior leadership. And again, I'm not trying to brag about that. I don't know what other schools do because I don't work in other schools. But this is what we do, and it works for me and I luckily rarely I think in nine years I've maybe on call what they call on calls so you use this on call system I maybe done it three times maybe and that's and that's you know 
a testament to the students and the behavior management policy in general, in my opinion. But seek it out. You can use it to your advantage in that you can use it as a base. You can say, these are the expectations. If you, you know, ask your manager if they have a behavior management policy. Um, it's, not, I don't, it's not an instruction manual on how to approach students at all. It's like a foundation. Okay. Um, you have to have, you have to build up a rapport, but if you need it, um, <laughs> go and seek it out and, and use it. And you should, in all honesty, you should be introduced to it. You shouldn't have to seek it out. You should be introduced to it by your manager or your head teacher or whatever they're called in your school principals, anything like that. Um, next is talk to your students. Now this is like something that seems very simple, but librarians are often overstressed, overworked, just like everyone else who works in schools, too busy to stop moving for three seconds. You know, you're just constantly doing a million different things. When it's break time, quote unquote, you're, you're doing tasks that aren't maybe aren't even direct, directly related to the library. Okay. You may have found yourself dealing with some other issue. Um, but finding time to simply get to know your students that are coming in has been hugely beneficial for me, okay? It does not happen overnight, but finding common ground or just talking about things, stranger things is a huge thing. I just thought of that. I mean, just the connection you can have with kids talking about stranger things. Um, it's been a huge event here in the school. With uh, We have a big, of course, um, I've talked many times about my Dungeons & Dragons club, which is amazing, but um, of course they love Stranger Things, most of them I assume, and we talk about it. There's a simple thing that I try to do at the start of every break time and lunch. I try. I don't always do it. It's not like I'm militant about it, but I stand at the door and I just say hello to everybody. And I mean, I'm trying to get to know people's faces, even if I don't know their names. Try to get to know names, but it is it is hard. I just say hello to everyone coming in. So it's a really simple thing to do that tells them we are going to start off on the right foot. We're going to start off on a on a gentle, kind, welcoming foot. You are welcome in here. Um, it's helped me build the rapport. I may have to ask some of those students to leave at some point to do for doing something silly, but at least I've had this kind of you know they know that I'm there at this door and I'm I'm not. I don't enjoy throwing students out. I'm not there to throw them out. I'm there to greet, you know, to give them this space. This is their space. And I think having activities like open mics, mango things, um, letting them do things in the library that maybe you wouldn't normally do, quote unquote, um, Lego competitions, et cetera, et cetera. Lego building, I should say. It gives them this kind of ownership over the space. And that you're telling them, look, you are welcome to do this stuff. You have to behave, but you are welcome to do this stuff. The other thing I try to do is, I got when I first arrived at this school, it, the library was filled with negative signage, just no's everywhere. I don't agree with those, and it's just my opinion. If you have got no this, no that, then that's fine. Um, you can do what you want, but I don't. Um, I don't like them. I just feel like it tells them right off the beginning that I don't. Tr you know, we don't trust you. Therefore, we assume you're going to do these things, and we're telling you no. And they don't read them anyway, so I wouldn't bother. Um, I'm ex I'm fortunate that we have so students who are ages 11 to 13, they come to the library every two weeks with their English teacher for a library lesson, 
And this is where I kind of lay down the rules. And I have to remind them verbally, and I don't care. I'll just do that. But I don't like I don't like filling the library with signs, really. I have some, but they're they're silly joke ones. I have one of um, Sirius Black um, from uh, a series that I've never read. I've never read one Harry Potter book. I say that very smugly now in the current situation. Uh, but I still have that character. And it just says, please whisper, I'm serious. I think I stole it from somebody. But I think that's funny. So I did that. And I have a meme, a Toy Story meme, which just says whispers, whispers everywhere. And I don't require it to be whisper quiet. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I don't like negative signs. I like funny signs. And I like signs that um, I have one that says, uh, you scream, ice cream, I ask you to leave, it's awkward. And there's a picture of an ice cream cone on it. It's stupid, but I think it's funny. So I have that. Uh, and it, they don't read them. They gloss over them after three days. So um, dealing with issues. So I feel like I said before, behavior is really good in our school. And I'm very lucky that 99% of them act really well, and they're really nice kids. And again, I'm not bragging. I don't know what this. I don't know what other schools are like. I don't really. I really don't. In the UK, I have no clue. Um, I I don't have time to visit schools and look at behavior, but I tried to give an example on an article I wrote, and the example was that. These kids signed up for manga. This is a real example. The manga club sign up, and they came in. They were young. They were like 11, and I don't know what was going on. And like I said in the article, it, maybe it was windy, which can cause issues. I mean, anybody who works in a school knows that wind is your enemy. When it's windy, it's like it's like there's a meteor shower or something. It's like there's something going on in the, in the universe that alters children's brains. I don't know what wind does, but it's something. Anyway, they came in here and it was like they were running around like this was a playground. And I gave them a really clear warning. Nicely, I was like, we're here. Manga Club's going to start. Let's let's chill out. Okay, come on, guys. Let's chill out. Let's r draw or just wait a minute. Because um, they were disrupting others who were like at the computers trying to work. And they can't just run around. I said, there's a big space outside you can run around. Please, you, you know you can't run in here. And they know they can't run. Um. And I just, I don't shout at them. I just calmly remind them of the warning that they're given. Um, if I, if I, if I had to go over there again, I didn't have to, but if I would have, um, if I would have had to gone over there again, I would have just reminded them. I said, look, you got to go because it's too disruptive. Now, again, I, I, I'm, it sounds like I'm being smug and be like, yeah, they're going to go. But what happens if they say no? Like, what if they don't refuse? What if they refuse to go? And I, I just... I would do the system where I would contact the teacher and they would come and, and they would go. Um, and, you know, and there's a lot of things that are in place. They would have to, um, they, they would have to c come back in and apologize and things like that. Um, th that would be through the head of the year group. Now, if you don't have that support, it's really tricky, but I feel like you have to, again, seek out your behavior management policy, tell your manager, tell your, um, tell the maybe even their tutor if, 
if that's how it works, like their homeroom teacher or whatever, like this, these children are welcome in the library, but when they come in, they're way out of control, you know? And again, I'm trying to tell them you are welcome. It's not working out today. You can come back tomorrow unless it's something really serious. And that's kind of a calm, uh, less serious example. You need to, my approach has been alerting um, teachers, their teachers, even if it's like multiple teachers that they teach, like, look, this, just to give you a heads up, um, I really like having them in, but with sometimes when they come in, they act in this way. And I don't, I just wanted to alert you to it. And I've done that. Just, I've fully done that email in that our teachers, they will respond and be like, Oh, I'm really sorry. And they will apologize on their behalf, which I find amazing. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I feel like you don't have to apologize for them. It's just, you know, the teachers here are, are so great uh, that they're just kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. I really apologize that they acted that way. Um, I, it's amazing to me that they do that because I come from a school in Canada where there seems to be, it's, it was like, it was like the okay corral. It was, there was no rules. So um, I just think alerting people of the issue because being a librarian can be extremely isolating. It's an isolated position, a role. And you can kind of feel like you don't have anyone and no one has your back. But if you don't tell anybody, then you definitely won't. Um, again, no magic bullet. You have to kind of figure out how it works. Being consistent is key, though. You can't just give you can't ban kids for running and then or not ban, but kick kids out for running around or being obnoxious or whatever and not do it for another group. Um, you can't let some kids eat and other kids not eat. If that's a rule, you have to be consistent. You have to be fair and consistent. That's all you need to do. You're not there to be your, their friends. You're there to be friendly, but you're not there to be their... They they don't want you to be their friend, and you should not be their friend anyway. It's completely inappropriate. Um, you're there to be a positive role model in their lives. Um, again, I use these library lessons to reiterate the kinds of rules, and they're very helpful. But if you don't have these dedicated library lessons, you can... You can use signage, but try not to use negative signage, in my opinion. I try to use this kind of... Someone on Twitter said something really interesting. They said, um, "My, I use a line that says, don't make me do anything that will cause extra paperwork. I kind of butchered that. I'm sure they said it more eloquently. I like that. I'm going to steal that. And I, it's just this kind of like, we're in the same boat. Uh, yes, things are bad <laughs> outside. <laughs> Let's have fun in here. Let's be nice to each other in here. Um. That's that's the approach I do. Noise. Uh, this is a very, very tricky one. I once had a situation where people here in the school wanted this to be a dead quiet space with 120 kids in. It's not going to happen. And it wasn't going to happen. But we worked it out. I don't want my the li this library to be whisper quiet. Um, I th I'm sure some teachers wish it was, but they can, you know, that's fine. I don't, I'm not worried about that. Um, I have a level of noise in my head that I want the library to be at. I do not shout in the library except to announce maybe the bell's going to go, you know, get ready, or we have an awesome event coming up. Students usually arrive in the library in these small groups, but if one group's being too loud, I will, you know, I'll ask them to keep it down. I'm going to give them a warning. I'll say, look, you're disrupting others. you got to... The big thing for me is the students who don't sit down. They just kind of wander with their bags, causing noise. And I, and I don't, I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a pet peeve of mine. So I will ask students to sit down. Like find somewhere to sit. Let's get settled. 
Um, you can't just wander around with your bag on your back. You know, it's just like cumbersome. I don't know. It's just something it just bothers me. <laughs> now, if they're wandering the bookshelves, that's perfectly fine looking for books. But if they're kind of like wandering around the computer area or wandering around the table from table to table, I don't I don't know. I find that annoying. So I just tell them to sit down. Um, you have to find a noise level, though, that's comfortable for you, unless your school has a really strict policy. Um, what I do is I, I try to... So we had this group of kids, an example, we had this group of kids playing Magic the Gathering. I think it was on like a Monday or Tuesday at lunch. They were just being super loud. And I was like, look, let's move it to Friday where we have our game board game club anyway. And you can just do what you want. And that worked really well. We have our D&D club. We have Magic the Gathering club, Lego, all this stuff going on. And it works out. Um, and I was going to, it was going to just building that rapport. I ended up playing some Magic the Gathering with them. It was terrible. It got destroyed. But it was a lot of fun. Um, last, is it last? Yeah, last but not least, ask the students. So I once polled, it was like two, I think it was just pre, it would have been pre-pandemic. I, I polled about a thousand students about noise in the library. I think it was like 86% or something said um, that it was not too noisy in their opinion. And there was a teacher who I told this to, and they go, well, of course students are going to say that. But... I don't agree with that at all. I think they would be very honest and say, I don't want to come in. I don't want to come in because it's too noisy or I don't like it. Um, the, the older students will say things like, there's too many year sevens or something like that, but it's nothing I can do about that. I'm not going to say one group can come in and one group can't. So it's just, <laughs> and I don't, I, I, pre, you know, post-pandemic, uh, well, there is no, we're still in a pandemic, but uh, post-pandemic uh, apathy, I, uh, I don't, have to restrict numbers which i don't mind is fine um therefore i don't just i don't cut the numbers out right now i i mean i would during open mics i have to because it gets it's so ridiculously busy in here but asking is the asking the students what they what kind of library they want what what kind of space do they want what kind of programs what kind of atmosphere do they want it will help i i think it will help um, the, the biggest criticism we have was that there weren't enough computers, but we have 30, so I can't do anything more than that. Um, and they wanted more board games, which I gave them. And so that's how I kind of approach it. I try to be, I'm being friendly. I try to kill them with kindness. I'm trying to be someone who is an authoritative figure, yet a kind one. And I'm, I'm again, I'm not there to be their friend. I will ask them to leave without question. I'm not their buddy. Um, but you have to be nice. You just have to be try to be thinking of that parable at the very beginning of this episode. <laughs> Think about what maybe what they've been going through when you're about to kind of be more aggressive with a student, um, like in the fact like you're going to ask them to leave. Think about what they've been going through maybe or what could it be in their situation. Like we don't know what their situation is for the most part. So that's how I try to approach it. I hope that was helpful. It sounded like in my head, a bunch of rambling, but that's it. That's the way it is. And if you have any questions or comments, um, what can you do? You can email me at lml at glenthorne.sutton.sch.uk or on Twitter at Lucas J. Maxwell. That is it. Take it easy. Good luck. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you.